Welcome back to the Parentally Challenged Podcast, where we talk about the joys and struggles of raising children on the autism spectrum. These are our experiences and opinions, and they are not meant in any way to offend or judge anyone. We are by no means autism experts or child raising experts for that matter. And always remember, every child is different, including children with disabilities, and things that work for us might not work for everyone. Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Sarah. And we're Parentally Challenged. Welcome back to episode three of Parentally Challenged. Um, you know we're try we're working on making this our regular habit, and now so we're on episode three of our weekly show, and we haven't messed up yet. Nope, and you'll even get an extra one this week, technically. Well, yeah, we're gonna be moving the show to Saturday night. Saturday yeah, night. we the issue we are having is. Like tonight, where we had to start just a little bit later than we usually do, uh, the children decided they didn't want to go to bed when they normally do, which, you know, is typical for children, but um, the problem with that is I have to get up for work in the morning, and so I can't stay up too late, um, otherwise it makes the next day hard. So what we're planning on doing is we, we decided we'd do it this time because, you know, we hadn't switched, or we hadn't said we were switching yet, but... Um, in the future, we're going to go Saturday night as we record, so it'll either be posted Sunday or Monday, um, depending on when I get around to it, instead of Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, so just a FYI, there's two shows this week. So a slight adjustment on there. But anyway, uh, why don't we get right into the show? Um, I, so, like we have in the last few, uh, two shows... Um, we like to go over the good memories or things that... Or ups and downs yeah, for the week. we got excited and our something we wish we did better. Or at a situation we wish we handled better. Okay. So why don't you start off with your, your good memory or your uh, good... My good thing. I, yeah. I, I don't think we should call it a memory. I think we should just call it our good thing for the week. I don't know. I just always kind of imagined it as like, you know... I mean, yeah, I kind of ripped it off, you know, nerd parents, you know, one of my you favorite did. nerd, you know, parenting shows, but when they were around, they stopped, they stopped recording a while ago, but, uh, I, I wasn't trying to directly take it off of that. I was kind of, but it essentially is. Okay. Well, all right. So my good thing for the week is, um, Odin has gone poop in the potty six days in a row. In a row. So that's been a miracle right. all in itself. Right. And and on Saturday, now technically he did have an accident on Saturday. Yeah, but um, I don't I guess I don't count that because he did end up going poop in the potty right, for me at right. some point that day, but Well, and I was gonna explain that in his accident it was a really loose poop. Um he's still kinda ha- getting over that stomach bug. And he was on his way upstairs. You could see he was trying to hold it. Yeah, he was like, you know? I'm trying, I'm trying. It just yeah. kind of slipped out. Right. You could see he was trying to hold it. So, yeah, that's been really exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping, knock on some wood, that he, uh, he is starting to get that we go poop in the potty. Because who doesn't want a creamy for pooping in the potty? Yeah. So what uh, what about you? What's your good thing for the week? Well, so mine's not quite as exciting as pooping in the potty six times in a row, or six days in a row, I should say. Um, but uh, 
mine, mine was a little bit fun for me. It was just something new that I hadn't heard Odin do before, and so it was kind of fun. Um, but I heard Odin counting to 30 today on the phone. Oh, yeah, you did. And that was, that was kind of exciting. I've heard him count to 10, um, but I hadn't ever heard him count to 30, like, that high before. And so that was kind of fun. And where that actually came from is... Um, at some point while we were potty training, like bringing him in there and he'd sit down, but then he'd just get right back up and he wouldn't go, even though you could tell like he was pinching it, like he needed to go. And so we came up and it was also, uh, sorry, I'm getting all over the place. And so it kind of came, well, you know, we're going to go in, you're going to sit, you have to sit at least 30 seconds. And if you don't do anything fine at that point, um, you can get up. Or until you go. One, one, yeah. 30 well, seconds it, or until you go. It seems like his new school is the one who's really, like, cemented that in his brain, too, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, all right, if I sit here and wait, like, right, at least it actually means something, so. And then it also helped because there was a few times when Xander realized, oh, hey, I want one of those potty treats that Brother's getting. And Xander's not quite ready to potty train just yet, but... It's like he asked for the treat, and you don't want to just give it to him because, you know, obviously Odin will see that. So instead, we made him go sit on the potty for 30 seconds. Yeah. And then he could get the treat that, you know. And that's only happened a handful of times where he's asked for the treat that Odin got when he pottied. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, and sometimes I'll give baby something else mm-hmm. if it's really, like, the creamy. He's like, he's always like, right. I want to taste. I want to taste. And it's like. But well, you, you you can't. That's a poop treat, yeah. buddy. So it you know you do the same thing where you take him, you make him sit, but then he still gets something different because it's like, well, if you like poop a, on the potty, then you can have that. Right. So. And, and he doesn't really like ice cream quite as much. No. Unless, yeah. Like he'll like he'll share with you a little bit, but he won't eat a whole creamy. No. No. Odin will. Yeah, Odin will, but he definitely won't eat a whole creamy. Yeah. Uh, that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. And so, so what about your down? What's something you wish you would have handled better? All of Saturday. Yeah, we did. All of Saturday. You did kind of have a hard weekend. That was, I was, I was grumpier than grumpy, and I have no idea why. It and uh, I've been there. I know how you feel. Like, and no just... matter what I did, I just couldn't snap myself out of it. So the entire Saturday, I, I think I should, I should have a mulligan and redo because. Anything and everything anybody was doing was just upsetting me, like just pissing me off to no end. I was just like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, you did have a hard weekend. And I was I was actually going to say, which is funny because I guess it's just different perspectives, but um, I, I really didn't have, I mean, obviously we just recorded last Wednesday, so it wasn't a full week even. But for me... I didn't really have too many bad, like, things that I look back and, like, oh, gosh. Like, for me, it was a pretty good weekend, a good week. Like, nothing really got under my skin and upset me to make me Maybe that's react bad. everything was upsetting me. And so maybe it was <laughs> me trying to counteract your orneriness. It could have been. Just anything and <laughs> everything. Like, just normal stuff that they did. Like, Odin kept running away from me at the park, which... I mean, he didn't, like, actually run away. It's just more of, like... He wouldn't stay in the park area. Yeah, he kept running up to the 
the, up the stairs and, and playing in the, the weeds. And, and it's not that he was running away. He was just being naughty. Yeah. And it was just upsetting me worse than it, I think it normally would have if I wasn't already sure. in a bad mood. And then they kept getting in the fridge and pulling everything out. And then, like, Odin wouldn't leave the blinds alone. And the dog was pissing me off. And she doesn't normally piss me off. <laughs> So it was just, and then I think you said to me, well, if everything's pissing you off, then it's probably you. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. It probably is. But I just, yeah, all of Saturday I would take back if I could. Yeah, and seeing for me, like I said, I, I, I felt like we had a good weekend as far as I, from my perspective. I, you know, I, I thought, I mean, obviously, yeah, I, I understand you were honorary, but like, the kids for me, they just seemed like their normal selves. We we hung yeah, out. Yeah, I think and... you were you were trying to counterbalance my very angry here, <laughs> and you were like, "All right, I'll stay here while she's all the way up here." I'll be the voice of reason. Yeah, exactly. Like I'll just I'll make sure that she's not not completely like we're not both completely losing it. Yeah, that's so. usually how it works, though. It's yeah. One of us is having a hard time, and the other one's like. Good is good. You yeah, know. Well, hey, at least the kids don't get both of us on it on the same day. Yeah. So, all right. Um, let's see. Oh, sorry. I don't want to steal. I want to steal your job because I make you tongue tied. Yeah. You on to the next out. segment. So, um, one of the other things we like to do is we like to talk about, or it's a section that I've titled now, is why didn't I think of that? Um, in a section we like to talk about things that maybe we didn't think about before or that we've heard other people you know say oh I, that's a good idea you know about something that we're doing even um and so <clears throat> which one would you like to talk about this week we got i got a couple here listed um, um we can do let's do the tippy talk since that was yours and the last two were mine okay so. so the TP talk I found that on um, Facebook today, the um, autism site Facebook page, uh -huh. and it was a guy. So he has a nonverbal autistic daughter, like like Odie, where he could see that she was getting so frustrated, you know, just so so frustrated that she couldn't speak, you know, and just feeling so isolated and stuff. So he wanted, you know, he wanted to do something and he knew Pex was working, mm -hmm. but Pex didn't always work if you weren't in the room with her, you know, and she didn't seem to get her demands met. And so he came up with an app that allows your child to still use Pex, but on an iPad that texts to you. So it's daddy, I want this, or I'm feeling this, or, Let's go to the park, but in you know it still verbalizes it for her, but it sends a text message to him so that she she can one pick directly who she's speaking to, and two be more independent. Yes, be mm -hmm. a lot more independent and is less frustrated because she can get her needs met. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it looks like. Um, he is, uh, starting a Kickstarter when I was looking at it. Now, I, this was earlier this morning, so, um, but like I said, I found it on that site and it was, it was just interesting. I was like, why didn't I think of that? You know, cause it is, it's like, and then, you know, pictures get lost if you use those kind of PEC systems mm -hmm. and 
So I was just like... Physical peck systems. Which I actually meant to talk to his lead coordinator today at his new school. I just, when I got there, I was... He was done. I was done. Baby was asleep. I needed to get home. I just didn't think about it. So mm-hmm. I'm probably going to see if, like, she's heard of this. So that it's like, hey, can we incorporate this with Odin? Like, because he has iPads, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like you could put it on both and see if, like, he would... Rec- Obviously, you know, he, uh, the guy that the dad Tippy was... Um, saying you know obviously there was a lot of intervention to get this to work on top of what she was doing but it's like you know i would just i would just love to have something where odin like i didn't feel isolated i'm not sure if he even feels that but just just that you know sometimes it's it's just so hard trying to get to figure out like we do pretty good obviously he's our kid and you know we've had him for seven years now so most of the time we can get to what he's wanting but sometimes he's just upset and we have no idea why and we don't really have a way you know or he wants something but we don't know what it is he need or he i don't know maybe his stomach's upset and he has no real way to tell us you know and so um i i can understand why that that would be nice in that sense you know having them be able to communicate those feelings and wants because um, like as it is right now we're working on words but um they're mostly they're mostly stuff he wants it's nothing right. feeling wise you know it's mostly i right. want i want cheetos juice, i want cheetos i want a pop tart right you know? and and as it is right now it's still a lot of hit and miss like He'll cycle through his words sometimes. He'll get um, frustrated, or not frustrated, but. uh, He'll get stuck. He'll get stuck, yeah. Because he knows you want a word. And so he'll cycle through the words. So he's like, like, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? You know? And so that that doesn't help because that's not cognitive language. That's just just, like, let's. Catchphrases, right? Basically, or echolalia, which echolalia means that they just copy what they hear. It doesn't necessarily mean that they understand the words that are coming out. Same with, uh, <laughs> same with catchphrases. It's something that they've heard repetitively over and over again. So, like um, Odin used to go around going "No way" or um, "A stinky poo bear," which is something that my mom used to do. But those are what catchphrases are. Mm-hmm. It's just something that they've heard repetitively versus echolalia, whereas they know the words, but they don't understand that they have meaning. Right. Yeah, they so, know the word. They just don't. Un- yeah, right. That's so, yeah. So I would, I would, I would, that, that, I guess that's why it just appealed to me so much. Cause you know, mm-hmm. this little girl reminded me of Odin a little bit, you know, and it's sure. like, I, I desperately would love to know what he's thinking, you know, like, sure. and especially like, um, how he has the social anxiety or not social anxiety the well he kind of has it a little but the separation anxiety he has with me mm-hmm. like i would love to know like are you afraid mom's not going to come back is it the fact that you feel like she's going somewhere fun without you mm-hmm. is it that you go everywhere with her anyways and not going upsets you or like why in the middle of the night he decides that he needs me like right. are you having bad dreams because, and we haven't really talked about that so much uh, because I know a lot of people you know they talk about autism meltdowns right and for us I'm 
as far as I can tell, like, or that I can think of, that's the only time I would call o- or say that Odin melts down is when yeah. he, you leave without him or you go into the bedroom and lock the door without him. Um, and he, it's not every single time. It's about 90% of the time, I would say. Well, if he doesn't see me right. go in there without him or if he doesn't see me leave, he's usually fine. But if he actually witnesses the yeah. event happen, then he's like, oh, God. He's unconsolable. He just freaks out. He doesn't care about anything else in the world. And he'll go for hours. He, he'll go till he wears himself out, physically just crashes, you know. And... It's it's really hard sometimes, like, mentally, but, uh, you know, mom has to be able to get out of the house, too, and be by herself for a little bit, but it doesn't happen as often, because... No, well, and, you know, it's so weird, because you would think he wouldn't be that way with you, because you're around, too. But the I only, leave every day. Yeah, and I think the only person that he seems to calm down a bit for is my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, um, my mom, cause you know, with your past surgeries and stuff, she's come and babysat. And so I think he's used to that, even though he has had meltdowns with her as well. Like we went to go see Kevin Smith once when he was here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she called me when we were on our way home. And of course on our way home, they had to have construction in the middle of the night going on. Right. We're like 45 minutes away with good traffic. And so it's more like an hour and 15 to an hour and, and a half. Like she calls me and it's like two in the morning and she's like, he's just screaming. I cannot console him. I don't know what he wants. I tried to get him to come into the bedroom and watch SpongeBob with me. Like I just, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, well, I guess just turn SpongeBob on in the front room and we'll be there as soon as we can. And, of course, he was still upset when I got home. But once he saw me, he calmed down and went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, like, dude, like, Grandma spent the night before I, like, well, you know, and she spent the night since. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know if, like, maybe he saw, like, thought she was me and she rolled over and he realized that it wasn't me. Like, mm-hmm. if maybe he realizes it's Grandma and not Mom, he's fine. But, like, the surprise that it wasn't me freaked him out. Maybe. Because it's only been the one time that they've stayed over and that's happened. And they've stayed over since and it's been fine. Yeah. Um, and so, I, yeah, I don't know. It, but that, I would say, is the only thing that I really experienced Odin melting down about. Yeah, I wouldn't call like when he gets around a bunch of people. Well, a meltdown. that's just high anxiety. You can yeah, tell. Yeah, that's anxiety. anxiety. That's not a meltdown. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, in, uh, yeah, no, I, I honestly, I think that's the only thing that I would associate with the word meltdown, mm-hmm. um, with him at least. So I guess, I mean, I guess we're we're pretty lucky in yeah, that I sense. Yeah, I think we're pretty lucky in that sense. Where he's well, not, you're not. No. Dad can leave. Mom can't. Well, Dad can go take naps and be sick. <laughs> Mom can't. That's not allowed. Like, yeah. I remember this one time. Uh, we had all gotten the stomach flu. And Josh, I think, was handling the baby, and he was handling having the stomach flu better than me and Odin. So Odin was in the room with me, and I, uh, I was throwing up along with Odin. And every time Odin woke up, you know, because I would doze off too, every time he would wake up, I would jerk 
which would make my stomach sick, which I was like holding the bucket for him not to, you know, for him to throw up in. And then me sitting there like, oh God, don't throw up on the kid's head. Don't throw up on the kid's head. Don't throw up on the kid's head. And then I would get up and throw up and then we'd lay back down. But this would continue all day where it was like, he would, I'd, you know, oh God, oh, make it to the toilet, make it to the toilet. Just throw up, kid, throw up, kid. kind of... He doesn't understand to go there, but once you get him there, he's more. He than understands happy. like, oh yeah, aim for the toilet. You know, Xander's kind of the same way. It's like, yeah, but he won't go there on his own no. because he's gonna throw up. Well, and Odin does the funniest thing too. Like, if he's just too tired and too weak to throw up, he'll just throw his arms back, like, hold me, hold me, and I'll I'll throw up. Just hold me. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, buddy. You know, and you're holding him by his arms, and he's just blah blah blah. So that was, yeah, those are. Luckily, the kids don't get sick all that often. It seems like I'm sick more than the kids are. Because it seems like I get everything. Yeah, but see, you get everything, but it's usually not as bad on you. If I get it, it's like, you know, you'll have the stomach flu where you have diarrhea for a couple of days. And then I'm throwing up and having fun on the other end as well for like two days. So. Mm. Or like the kids, they have the stomach flu for two days, and I threw up for two days. It does seem like I get over it a little bit faster, but it seems like um, before my surgeries, it seems like I didn't get sick at all, like well, it's, ever. It's because your body's been cut open so many right. times that your body's now, like, you know, full week, yeah, buddy, full week. A couple surgeries later, all of a sudden now, it seems like I get every little thing. Yeah, well, maybe so. your body's just like, we need more immune system. Let's get everything and anything that we can possibly get apparently yeah. well <laughs> off off of the disgusting topic and again that was tippy talk and i found it at um the autism website mm-hmm. um if you want to follow them on facebook they they usually post a lot of good stuff the autism but, site uh-huh the autism site yeah there we went through a phase where we were buying a lot of stuff off that site we were we got the we got the License plate covers and the magnets and the coffee cups and, and the, the t-shirts. t-shirts. And, well, actually, those shirts were from somewhere else. But, were they? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're super comfortable. Yeah. And I really just like the saying. It just says, um, autism, different, not less. Not that you can really see it. And that was one of the first autism shirts I bought, and I really liked it. I know when so. you bought mine when I was pregnant with Xander, so I couldn't wear it. Yeah. Well, I wanted you to have it afterwards, and you get quite the use out of it. So, and it's held up. So. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. It's my favorite shirt because it's it's like pure cotton. It's so soft. <laughs> okay. Anyways, next so, topic. Moving on to our next segment, uh, we uh, we're just gonna start calling it something we thought of differently because of autism. Now, last week, um, I think. Well, I don't know if everyone, but I thought of it as a more of a bright side subject. Um, but we don't, not every one of them has to be a bright side subject kind of thing. Well, it's something that we might consider different or look at differently because we consider life with autism. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we said in, in the first podcast and maybe I'll reiterate here too, is, you know, we started this just because we don't want people to feel alone. So yeah, not everything is going to be a bright spot, but we will try to find the silver lining in even things that may not be a bright subject, you know, because I do believe in, in, I understand that there are certain situations where it would be hard to see in the moment, but you might see in hindsight later. 
the silver lining. So, you know, that's right. my opinion. And, well, one of the reasons I wanted to do the podcast was because I've tried a few different parenting shows and autism podcasts. Because I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Me too. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and all the autism podcasts I would run across, they talk about research and stuff like that. I, I haven't really been able to find an autism podcast, autism related podcast that I enjoyed. Um, that was more just kind of down to earth, just kind of having a discussion, like the kind of podcasts I like to listen to. Yeah. And then the other void was a parenting show. My favorite one that they haven't recorded. I don't know if they're coming back or not, uh. Nerd Pro- probably not for a while. Yeah, I know that uh, one of them had to stop and uh, have a baby. Had to stop and have a baby. Well, and now that, that well. Well, she, she had hard pregnancies, and so it was kind of impeding her ability to. Yeah, and now herself. she's moving. Yeah, and so she, it might yeah. not be for a while. So, and I, I haven't heard or anything. I'll definitely, I'll be listening if they come back to yeah. nerd parents. But, uh, but yeah, I kind of wanted to. F- get that kind of vibe where you know it's just parents sitting having conversation answering questions if they come in stuff like that you know just not not anything too official just having a conversation you know yeah um but that's not what we were back back to the subject back to the subject um something we we thought of differently because of autism so what what subject would you like to talk about this week well, we picked mine last time, so you can pick this one. Well, yeah, I picked the last four, so it's your turn this show. Um, all right. Well, this one is going to be a little bit of a, a more downer subject, I guess. Um, me and Josh decided about two years ago that um, we were no longer going to have children. Yep. Um, I always wanted three kids. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, it doesn't help that we didn't have a little girl anywhere. I love both of my kids, but neither one of them are female. And I grew up with all brothers and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the, I guess what I want, you know, I wanted to discuss this because not that it was the full reason, but it was part of the reason that we decided to stop having children was the fact that we have two children on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and what we did was we went ahead and had Josh go through his vasectomy. And, uh, so there wasn't any, cause Xander was our, uh, I like to call him my inventory baby. Cause I was working and I that forgot. That sounds so awful. It does. But I forgot to take my birth control pill for like three days and we ended up pregnant. So that's a life lesson to everybody. Take your birth control on time or you will end up with a Xander, even though he's really cute. So, um, Hey, I was a surprise. You were an accident. <laughs> I was a mistake. <laughs> Your mom's going to hear this and be like, what the hell? <laughs> um, so, uh, like I said, the fact that we we had two kids on the spectrum, we had just, we had, I mean, this wasn't a light subject either. No. We discussed it for a year. We even tried at some point for a child, um, which I knew wasn't going to happen because I'm fertile myrtle and know when I am ovulating Ovulating. so um but yeah it just i guess for us with josh's medical stuff on top of that and then the kids 
needs. We didn't feel like it was fair to bring another child into this situation. Um, at least, at least that's how I felt was that it just wouldn't be fair to bring another child into the situation where, the, you know, it's already going to be hard enough with the two. And at that point too, we didn't really understand Xander's full capabilities and stuff. And if he was going to be on the same spectrum as Odin or if he was going to be a little better. Severity. Yeah. So, um, and then like we talked about with mine, the, not just the, the fact that I, they both are my children can potentially have the same genetic dis, uh, mutation that I have that causes me to grow these tumors but so yeah sorry so there's the potential for them to have that that we'll have to test them for later but then just the financial part of it that has kind of been a little heavy on us from all these surgeries I've had the past four or five years you know surgeries and then getting you know, multiple MRIs a year and... Yeah, know, they like, start to add up. Right. I mean, we were hitting our max out of pocket every single year for, you know, four or for, five years. For about five years. Yeah. So, um... You know, and then and then having to rely on parents and stuff for help because, you know, we couldn't... We just couldn't make it. Right. Like, you know, it, it does... It does take a toll on you because it's like you don't you don't want to be that burden on your parents you don't want you know that when it's like you know it's and it's not even like we were just being you know just spending money out of out of nowhere you know it's just we kept having medical bills pile and pile and pile to the point it was just like we are so smushed in the small right it would be we'd be making payments and stuff and it's the next scan the next scan would come in and we weren't even halfway paid through the scan before the last. And I know it's, I, I know that there's a lot of people in much worse positions as far as like medical debt and stuff like that. I, I understand, um, and I, I feel for you. It's just this is our specific situation, yeah. and, and you know, at least one of the reasons that we decided bringing another child in wouldn't be wouldn't be. Uh, Good idea. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be fair to that child, right. regardless of if it had happened or not. It just wouldn't have been fair, you know. Well, and if it would have happened by accident, or you know, that little while when we said "screw it, let's just get it done and we'll figure it out later." <laughs> yeah. The uh, if it would have happened, I mean, we would have figured it out. We always do whenever yeah. we were presented. But- you know, Sadly different. enough, uh, the way that our brains seem to work is we always go to the logical point yeah. before, you know. Which, I mean, I, I guess a part of this, too, is that with with the way that you see it differently is that, you know, because there's people who are just willy-nilly having babies all the time, mm-hmm. you know, like. And they don't care if they're on, you know, state. Assistance. Assistance. And you know, if they work or, you know, and it. And, you know, I mean, teach their own, I guess. I Right, but but it's just the fact that we see it differently where it's like we don't feel like it would be beneficial for anybody, including a new baby, to bring them into the situation where the two that are on the spectrum would be getting less attention because of a new baby or vice versa kind of thing. So, and I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of taken its toll on me. I'm I'm still working through the fact that we're done, even though it's, Two years later, yeah. and well, and you've even asked. Uh, there's another show. 
that we both listen to regularly called The Morning Stream, and um, every Thursday, his one of the host's sister, she's a therapist, they take questions, and you've even talked, like, sent in a question about this subject to her, and she even said that, you know, it, it's just your body, like, or your, uh, what do you call it, gene, uh, not genetics, your... Human my woman instinct, yeah, yeah, my the, womanness to bear children, and it usually lasts until you're what thirties, mid thirties. She said, and so. "Well, and I, I've even spoken to actual therapists about it too, and I well, guess she, she is an actual therapist. Well, I know, but I you mean, weren't able to actually have a conversation, right? It was just a write-in, but face to face, you know, it's the fact that so everybody has this ideal life, which a lot of people." you know, they get this with autistic children and and not everybody, obviously, but there are quite a few that get, you know, where it's like you had this idea for this child and you had this idea. And then when you find out they're autistic, it's, it's basically you're grieving the death of the child that you envisioned. It's not that your child actually died. It's just the envisionment of what you wanted. Right. And and it's kind of hard to explain to somebody that doesn't, hasn't been there, but it's not that you don't love that child any no, it's, more, it's definitely any less or yeah, whatever. It's, it's just, just that you are you kind of mourn the life and the child that you imagine. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, I, I mean, uh, I kind of I, I there's some days that are harder than others when you really think about it. Like, right? And, and, oh, what's he gonna? How's he gonna get along when we we're gone? Yeah, you know, how, yeah. Um, those days are hard when I start thinking about stuff like that. It's kind of scary because I don't know what is going to happen when we're gone. You know? Yeah, I get that. Well, in, in every milestone that we see friends, kids hit and then Odin still, it just, it's another reminder that, uh-huh. um, it's just different, I guess. And, and it, it's, it's not even meant to be a pity party because it kind of sounds like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not explaining. though. It, it's just, it's just changing the perspective of it's not that we don't want to see your kid thrive of course we do it's that it's just it's that reminder that's constantly around that oh my my kid's not doing that you know kind of thing yeah and again it it kind of sounds like oh pity sps but it's just it's it's that emotion that you just that's the the first emotion you get you know it's just mm-hmm. like oh you know that could have been Odin or that could have been Xander, you know, and it's, it's not so, but with that, that's the idea of what I had in my head, you know, and I've had since I was a kid that I wanted three kids and I wanted this and I wanted, and it's the fact that you have to work around that, you know, and that's the whole thing with the autism thing, seeing it differently is that you have to take your, your view that you've had and you need to work around it. Because that's obviously life isn't fair. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be fair, you know, and you have to work around the fact that, yeah, this just didn't happen, you know. And it's, again, like I said earlier, like, obviously there's hints of silver lining here and there that we didn't, we didn't end up with another child, you know, uh, probably wouldn't, wouldn't be so easygoing at the moment. Um, the yeah, we, things have been turning up lately. I know it's it's been a hard few years, but last few months has been things have been really going our way. It feels like yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know people have brought up the fact of adoption, but 
it's still that's something that we wouldn't be considering right now anyway even if we it's an option for later depending on what our situation is in five ten years right but it's right now it's the same situation that we would have had having a child Mm -hmm. you don't want to bring a child into the situation where it's you've got this this and this and it's the fact that you know if we do decide another five six years kind of thing you know my body wouldn't have been in the prime condition it should have been to be having a baby does that make sense you know so it's like if we do decide the adoption route, you know there's plenty of kids who need homes and need loving parents and stuff sure if that's what ends up happening that's what ends up happening but it's just the fact that you know with having two kids on the spectrum you have to look at their needs and your needs and that the needs of the home first before you just go off you know like oh let's have a baby you know so that's just something that i guess i've noticed that i've had to envision differently is the way that you know my 18 year old self when we first got married you know envisioned our life 10 years down the road you know mm-hmm. where it's you know it's it sucks but at the same time it's kind of like I guess it helps you in different situations where it's like, all right, this isn't so bad because of this, you know? Mm-hmm. So at least that's, I've been talking a whole lot. So this is. No, no, you're, you're right on. I, I just, I, yeah, I mean, you kind of hit the, you, you seem to explain these kind of things better than I do. I, I have a hard time explaining some of these. That's why I like to kind of, oversee the show because i can do that part you do the explaining part so but yeah it's just like i said it's just you know it yes in in some situations it does suck that that's just not gonna happen you didn't get the three kids like you wanted yeah but at the same time it's like well these are the reasons and you need to learn to be okay with it which Mm -hmm. is a lot of things with having autistic children is you need to learn to be just be okay with some things you know it doesn't mean that your emotions or anything that you feel are invalid. It's just, okay, I've had this. I'm allowed to. Let's move on. You know, you're allowed to have any emotion that you feel about any situation with involving your kids or your life as long as it doesn't hinder you mm-hmm. in that situation, you know. So that's, that's at least something that I thought of differently because of, because of the kids. It's not a light topic. <laughs> no, and yeah, it's not... And like like she was saying, we we talked about it for a while, like at least a year yeah. before we actually did anything about it. And it kept coming up, and it was the same situation. And it was for me, it was just I and I still feel this way. Um, it's getting a little bit better, but at the time, well, from then till now, still, I feel overwhelmed with the children we already have. <laughs> most of the time and now the um, dog and now the dog on top which don't ask me why i agreed to that one <laughs> but uh i i already feel overwhelmed and i just didn't feel like bringing another child in was going to help that situation any it was if anything it was going to make it worse and so i didn't feel like that would be helpful to our family and our relationship you know because it's important that we tackle the you know all this together i i I couldn't have done 
any of this without, you know, you being there to help me along the way. It just wouldn't have, I don't know. I don't, I, I really don't think I could have handled this on my own. Like my sick, when I got sick and stuff like that, I probably still wouldn't have gone to the doctor. I think you would have. <laughs> you'd have been, you'd have been, you'd have been worrying sick so much that you'd have been like, oh God, am I a girl? Really? Am I pregnant? What happened? I don't know. I went quite a while before I actually let you know about it. So. I know. And now you wonder why every time you have a sniffle, I'm like, what's going on? Tell me the truth. Yeah. So, but, um. But I think. Do you have anything else to say on that as far as for this week? Uh, nope, just... Well, you might have... Okay. Nope, um, that was that was it. You know, just everything has some silver lining. Yeah. You just have to... Yeah, every it situation... It might just take time to I, and see. It's kind of... It's kind of... What's, what's the word? I'm trying... Cliché? Yeah. To say, oh, find the silver lining. But I, I, I've taken that on, you know in my life in the last few years is you might not see it right away sometimes it takes you know six months or a year later but you look back and like oh that's you know this was helpful or this was a good thing and this happened this way because yeah. it allowed this to happen and and uh, not to be cliche about it but but that's that's the best way to describe it yeah. honestly so on to lighter topics next subject <laughs> Next segment. So our last subject that we want to cover to clear out the show is uh, uh, our one thing we're excited about outside of parenting. Um, why don't you go? Because I don't really have one. Really? I don't. You are failing this week, my friend. No, I, I had a hard time. I, I could come up with something, but. No. Well, all right. I'll, t- I'll say mine and you might be excited about it too, but probably not. So Sunday is SummerSlam. It is my wrestling SummerSlam. So it's it's not as big as WrestleMania, but it's kind of there. You know, it's it's the next biggest thing that they do. Um, and I am I am so excited about so because they they did the brand split where mm-hmm. it's you know Raw and then SmackDown and they have their their split. So it's different. Um, a whole different roster on both, so you're not going to have... Oh, well, you might have overlapping if, you know, they decide to feud against mm-hmm. the different shows. Um, but, uh, so you've got the new, the new title, the universal title for Raw, because um, the heavyweight championship went to SmackDown. And uh, so we're going to see the new champion, and it's Seth Rollins and Finn Balor are fighting each other, and they're both really awesome. And on Raw... Some stupid fan jumped the barricades and got into the rings with Seth Rollins um, just this last Monday. And uh, he did such an amazing job on playing that off. Like, it was part of his promo. Hmm. And it wasn't because, like, you, you could see home videos and stuff online of, like, this guy just, like, walking up to Seth Rollins like, I'll kick your, your crap, you know? And Seth Rollins just shoves him just as hard as he can. And it's like, you really realize you're getting in a ring with somebody whose job is to keep their body in physical condition. Physical condition. And apparently they found a knife on him. Mm. But it's not like he pulled... Like, he was in the ring with him. If he was going to pull out a knife, I mean, mm-hmm. he had a good... Oper- which, in my opinion, they need to be better about their security if that's happening. Yeah, when we went to our wrestling show, man, they were wa- metal wanding, you know. Yeah, which I was like, how did he get a knife in there? You I, know? I'm sure they're not as 
tight on every arena. Yeah, which it's, I mean, ours, like you were saying, because we went up um, to not see, like, a, a taped event, but they were everybody, and then they well, had security guards, like, it was, like, all around the ring. Like, I was like... I'm pretty sure, though, that the security staff and stuff isn't WWE. I'm pretty sure they're they're well employed by the arena. I'm just saying, it, thing. I think WWE needs to start hiring their own. Cause, uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Cause he just shoved the guy and then was like, are you the, are you the demon King? You know? Cause he was searching for Finn Balor, which the demon King is his alter ego. But, um, I know this is a lot of wrestling geekdom, but, uh, and then, um, you're having the tag matches happen as well, where it's the new day versus, um, the bullet club, which they have kind of gone a little bit away from the PG rating because they're talking about eggs and stuff because they hurt Biggie in his mm-hmm. lower man region. And they're like blowing up eggs in um, microwaves and stuff. And, yeah, exactly. And like talking about how um, these uh, test subjects are getting a little testy and, you know, just those kind of bad jokes, like how they need to be on the ball and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, you've got Dolph Ziggler from, and this is SmackDown. So Dolph Ziggler is going up against my my crush on that whole entire everything, Dean Ambrose, um, for the the heavyweight, which I I would love if Dean Ambrose kept because I think Dolph Ziggler is a pansy, but that's besides the point. Um, and then you've got Sasha Banks going up against uh, Charlotte for the the women's title which the women's matches have been so amazing like and there's two women matches in in SummerSlam, which it's like yes please give me more girl matches that aren't you know like pillow fights which they haven't done for a couple of years and it's like they're sometimes they're a lot more interesting to watch yeah. than the guys yeah for sure like some of the guys matches are like this is dumb and then like so the biggest thing that i'm excited about for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm is Randy Orton versus um, Brock Lesnar. And that's because I have the uber crush on Randy Orton's, like, ego. Because he's, like, and then, like, the the banter that they've been doing a lot. And then, like, they've been going and rating each other's shows. Like, it's just, I'm so excited. It's it's ridiculous. (laughs) So, but that's that's my excitement, if you can't tell, for the week. is my (laughs) SummerSlam on, on Sunday, so... I actually have two now that I was just thinking about it. All right, go. So my first one is uh, preseason started. If if anyone who knows me, they know I'm a huge Broncos fan. Denver Broncos, all the way, forever. And uh, If you could see more of our house, you would know. (laughs) And, uh, you know, preseason started, so that was exciting. I got to see a little bit of the team on, you know, last Thursday. Um I'm excited for the regular season. I don't usually get to watch too much of the preseason just because it's kind of hard to get it on TV. Um, but that's exciting. And then the last one is it's that time of year where one, we get to upgrade a phone. Oh. So, um, in the, so usually what happens is By I, we get to upgrade a phone, that means he upgrades and I get the hand-me-down. Well, you still get an upgrade. <laughs> But uh, so what usually happens is I buy a new phone and um, and then she usually gets the next one down unless they're doing like some kind of deal at the time where it's buy one, get one free, which they've done in the past and we'll buy two 
and we'll just be on that upgrade or that phone. And so, but we've been on iPhones for a couple of generations since the iPhone 5. And, um, yeah, so that's four generations because, yeah, the 5S and then the 6, which I'm on, but they're on the 6S now. Mm-hmm. And so I, my last upgrade was the 6, uh, the 6 Plus. We had one of those. And when I was using that for a while, and I liked it just fine, um, but there's a few things that I just wasn't, I wanted to try an Android out for. And so I, I picked up a cheap blue One Life X or Life One X or something like that. But I was trying it out, and I really, really liked it. All the things that, all the problems I had with Android before, and they've been resolved, and it lets me do what I want with my phone, you know, it gives me more freedom as far as like, using the space the way I want to and stuff like that. And so when it was time to upgrade the phone this time around, I ended up picking up a or ordering a Galaxy Note 7, mm-hmm. which I'm super excited for. It's supposed to be here Friday. I have a tracking number for it. They just haven't scanned it at UPS yet. So, ah. But uh, I'm super excited for that as well. So, Yay. Phones. Technology. That's so your thing. I love my technology. You do? Well. Technology and Broncos. That's my Well, I'm just saying, if you don't don't like that new phone, I'm moving on to the next iPhone because I don't think I'm I'm ready for an Android. You'll be fine. Because it's whatever you decide, then I have to suffer with it for a couple years. You'll be fine. Sure. Oh, and that's six. It'll go a couple years. Let's hope So. so. All right. Any other thoughts for this week? Nope, you'll see us again on Saturday. Right, yeah, we're going to try and record Saturday night um, and see how that works out. Yeah, so you don't go so long without an episode. Right, if nothing else, we'll go. We'll do it Tuesday. But yeah, we're trying to, so I don't have to worry about staying up too late on the weekday. Where yeah, because the, the kids tend to like to bounce around. So. Right. And traditionally, they're, you know, about 9 o'clock, they're ready for bed. But sometimes they want to stay up later, and that just is hard when I have to get up in the morning to try and record after two so yep so that's the show so um if you want to contact the show send us in a question or um tell us how bad our parents we are you can contact us by emailing parentally challenged podcast at gmail.com you can also contact um or follow me on twitter at the underscore sb and sarah at cartman5000 um, and you can find all that information and the show notes for if we post links to anything and ways to subscribe to the show or get the show at parentallychallengedpodcast.wordpress.com. And I think that's it. We'll see you next time. See ya.